Episode 44 After tucking Molly into a smallish crib, which the Avilas had hastily borrowed from the neighbors, Kyle settled down on the couch and wrapped the sheet over the top of his head. He hadn't done that since he was a boy. Well, wasn't he a boy? What kind of man left his wife to burn to death in a fiery globe? Not a man or a boy either, but a monster. On the other hand, this was Jackie's chance for martyrdom. All her life she had wanted to be better than everyone else, a holy symbol of faith and sacrifice who made everybody else feel like shit. And what had that gotten her? Okay, so maybe Kyle did want a little revenge. Nothing extreme, just some sort of painless but memorable comeuppance. Not death in a fiery and or airless globe. Of course, Kyle didn't actually think anything like that would happen. Or did he? What did Jackie mean when she said the auroras weren't real? TV wasn't real, but it had effects in the real world. People responded to stories and images, to myths like Topper had said. But maybe the auroras really meant nothing. They were just scrambled signals, the harmless babblings of an overwrought system. The reboot might already have fixed it. Untangling himself from the sheet, he got up and turned on the TV. With the sound off, he flipped through the channels. There was no breaking news about Christmas Town. No fires, no meltdowns, no arrests of top officials. Jackie, evidently, was keeping it together. Kyle turned to the Weird Frontier channel, but Topper was gone. His show was gone. The screen showed nothing but a log burning in a fireplace. The next morning, to take his mind off Christmas Town, Kyle offered to take Enrique and his father, older sister, and grandmother to the aquarium in Los Angeles. He called Katie at Sticks to see if they wanted to go, too, but got the machine again. He found it odd that the greeting still did not mention Katie's name, but that was too much to ask of Sticks' grandfather, who was probably mystified by the device. Kyle left the Avila's number with a true enough explanation that he and Molly were visiting Enrique while the dome was undergoing repairs. In the carport of the apartment complex, the family gathered around the van. Hearing the commotion, neighbors came out to join them. They ran their fingers over the curves of the kelp fronds and called each other over to examine the details up close. Some took pictures of Enrique with the van. Kyle couldn't understand a word anyone said, but the women kept hugging and kissing Enrique, and the men repeatedly shook his hand and ruffled his overgrown crew cut. Kyle allowed himself a rueful grin. In all these months, Enrique's family had never seen the van. It had never occurred to Kyle that they might want to, and Enrique had never asked. The first thing Kyle did at the aquarium was buy a baseball cap for Molly, navy blue and large, with an ugly fanged fish embroidered on it. He pulled the cap down over her curls, then he warily pushed her stroller into the lobby. No one seemed to recognize her. Some people with similar-aged kids smiled at her and then at Kyle in parental solidarity. If they knew, Kyle thought, what a crummy parent I really am. But he was relieved. It wasn't just the hat that concealed Molly's identity. Without her normal trappings, the celebrities, the wall of men, the CED and Carl's Mart logos hovering in the background, she could pass for an ordinary kid. Enrique's father, Roberto, who went by Bob, was under the weather. Kyle lent him his cane to lean on as they peered into the aquarium's giant central tank. Enrique sketched furiously, while his sister, Lupita, translated the wall text for their dad and his mother. Leopard shark, starfish, rockfish, sheep's head. That last one made the old lady laugh out loud. Kyle lifted Molly up to the glass. She cocked her head and pushed her cap back from her face and smiled. She was examining her own reflection, not the fish. Naturally. She had spent her whole life being looked at. She didn't know how to be a spectator. Honey, look through the glass, not at it, Kyle told her. Molly leaned in. Those are fish, Kyle told her. That one's a shark. Tiburon, Lupita said to her. At the seahorse exhibit, they watched two creatures that looked like exotic plants, complete with multicolored fan-like leaves, engaged in what could only be called a ballet. "'That's what I was talking about, Mr. M,' said Enrique, tugging his sleeve. "'They mate for life.' Kyle sighed. 
Animals, even bizarre-looking ones, were better than people. He bounced Molly in his arms. Did he want to leave Jackie for good? Did he want to get divorced and make a go of it somewhere else? In Morton, L.A.? Vegas? Did he want to fight her for custody of the girls so that Molly would once again become a football that people, this time her own parents, practically killed each other to get hold of? And what would he do for a living? Impressions? He wanted a drink. He wondered if the aquarium's restaurant served alcohol. He had been off the stuff again for two weeks. Two weeks up against about twenty-five years of drinking history. Vegas history, Morton history, history. Molly pressed her hands against the glass and stared up at the seahorses. I want to live there, she said, pointing. They're pretty, huh? said Enrique. Little girls can't live in fish tanks, Kyle said. He wanted to make that very clear to her. I can. I'm a mermaid. No, you are a human. Molly, look at me. You are a human being. Molly gazed at him with the mixture of warmth and pity that had so captivated the masses these past two years. Did she mean it, or was this just a trained reflex? The same could be asked of anything Molly said or did. Christmas Town had done this, Kyle thought. It had turned his daughter into a freak. The town was a poisonous jellyfish, slowly digesting the few remaining people trapped in its gut. He had never realized how much he hated it until this moment. "'What do mermaids eat, Molly?' said Lupita. "'French fries.' "'Now you're talking,' said Lupita. "'Maybe it's time for lunch,' she said to Kyle. "'You all go,' he said. "'I'll catch up with you.' Lupita held Molly's hand, and they walked off with Bob and his mother. Kyle had hardly ever seen Molly walk. She was always being held, passed from one embrace to the next. On the rare occasion when she'd found her way to the floor and started crawling, or pulled herself up by the edge of a coffee table, someone, usually Jackie, immediately snatched her up to cart her off to her next obligation. Somehow she had learned to walk anyway. Kyle put his face in his hands. "'Mr. M., what's wrong?' They sat down on the bench. "'E,' Kyle said, "'you are one fortunate S.O.B. I know your family's life isn't easy.' Kyle thought of Enrique's mother, working her fourth shift in two days at the nursing home. But you're all together. You love each other and you support each other. Your parents work so hard and never complain. They are the real American dream. That's why they knew CED was bullshit from the beginning. They believe, you know what I mean? I gotta say, E, I really envy you. Enrique listened with undisguised amazement. Mr. M. Kyle, please. No offense, Kyle, but you have no idea how much it sucks to be me. I've been getting my ass kicked at school every day since I was five. They call me Paco and Tubby Gonzalez. The football players steal my sketchbooks and tear the pages out and pinch my boobs, and in spite of all that, there's a better-than-even chance that I'm attracted to a certain quarterback. Meanwhile, my dad has been coughing for two months. He used to work as a grape picker, and they sprayed the fields with crop dusters while the pickers were out there. But he can't go to the doctor because... because they can't risk it. Kyle understood. He sank against the wall. You never told me any of that. You didn't ask. I'm sorry. It's okay. Working on your van kind of helped me forget things. In fact, I wish, Enrique started picking at his pinky, that you would drive it around more, as an advertisement-like. I could make some cards, and if anyone asks who did your van, you could tell them. You got it, Kyle said. That was something he could do, wasn't it? He could drive. <laughs>